This is Morning Breath, your drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. Brought to you by East Coast Christian Center. Morning Breath starts now. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the program. This is Morning Breath. We're a drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. We take a chapter of the Bible, read it, spend some time in the Word of God, and then I meet uh, my co-host down here at the Merritt Island campus of East Coast Christian Center, and we read the chapter on the air. We want to welcome everybody on this beautiful November 18th. What is it, Tuesday? Tuesday. Tuesday, November 18th, and I also want to welcome my co-host, Pastor Brian Moore. How are you doing, Pastor Brian? I'm doing great. Thanks for uh, having me. Good. Good to have you. It's fun to be here. Yeah. So, um, what's new? What's new? Yeah. Um, it's uh, fall, like it's legit fall now. This is like I looked at the weather forecast and it was like seventies. Like we're not sniffing eighty for a while. That's pretty exciting. Oh my gosh! Yes. I mean, people from the north are like whatever. Well, yeah, but, yeah. Hey, welcome down from the north, you yeah. snowbirds. Yeah, welcome. welcome yeah, to I'm town. telling you what, this is Happy awesome. To have you. I'll tell you, you know, some people. Uh, anyway, I I spend a lot of time outdoors this time of the year. Oh yeah. And I mean, literally, it's been so stinking hot up until this little break here. Oh yeah. It's it's, I think, the latest, rainiest November and the latest to get cool wow. November I've been in in a long time, as long as I can remember. Yeah, I like to go out for walks in the morning, like early before before light, and uh, it's been, like, a little chillier. Like, <laughs> nice. This is nice. Yeah, it is. You know, it's like, very nice. You yeah. almost have to wear a sweatshirt. I mean, yeah. that's crazy. Dude. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, it's good That's stuff. a good thing. It's good stuff. Yeah, we wear a sweatshirt when it hits 65 people. Burr. <laughs> it's burr. burr. Very cold. <laughs> very cold. Anyway, so... Uh, Tell the folks how to get involved in morning. All right, there's a few ways you can get on board with the show. We'd uh, we'd love for you to go to our website eccc.us and uh, click on the morning breath link there. Uh, we'd love to uh, get you connected to the chapters that we're reading. We read a chapter a day, and uh, the chapters are listed there where we're headed. You could also get the podcast if you missed the show. There's a there's a link to the podcast there, and so you could basically tune into the show at any given time. You can download that podcast from your app store of your choosing, whichever uh, device type you have, or call the church office three two one four five two. 1060, and let them know you would like to uh, get a devotion guide, and we'll send you one out. We'll snail mail one to you if you like that, and uh, we'd be happy to do it. We just want you to get in the Word of God with us, and man, let's learn and grow. Yeah, that's what it's all about. Speaking of learning and growing, how are you doing today, Nick? I'm doing really good. Awesome, man. What's up? Not much. Enjoying yeah. my job, you know. Your job? This is a job? This you is mean a... we pay you for this? Yep. Oh, what a crazy thought. <laughs> Woo, yeah. I... I thought we were getting all this for free. Right. My whole attitude towards Nick. I think no. I'm going to sue Nick, take him to court for all the money we've paid him. Let's sue him. <laughs> Let's uh, oh, sue wait. him. Oh, wait. I've already I think spent the chapter has something to say about that. Well, we better read this chapter first because then we might not do something like that. <laughs> okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, this chapter might have something to say about that kind of stuff. Oh, boy. Let's sue. So, uh, we can get into it then, or do we got really hardly any announcements, do we? Well, the best announcement is we do church every weekend. If you look <laughs> ah, for a church a home, we'd love for you to come and be a part of one of our 11 services across our community. Cocoa Campus, uh, we'd love to have you. That's out off of Friday Road. They do three services on Sunday morning. Uh, you could go to our Vieira Campus, two, uh, two services there. Uh, they would love to have you. That's at the Vieira High School. Um, or you can come to the Merritt Island Campus. We've got two different options for you here, the uh, Avenue Worship Center, two services or the Parkway Worship Center on Sunday, or we have a Saturday night option for you. If you Maybe you work on Sundays and you can't get to church and uh, you'd love to connect somewhere, 5.30 on Saturday nights here at the Merritt Island Campus, we would love to have you. Come to church. Come to church. How about that? That's a good, that's a good call. Yeah. So let's, uh, let's get into the chapter today. We're in 1 Corinthians chapter 6. Let's do it. And uh, it's not very long. It's 20 verses. So I'll read the first 10. There's, uh, 
not really a break there. Pardon me? Mine has a break after 11. Does you want it? To get 11? Okay, I'll read through 11. All right. Oh, yeah, mine does too. It was at the bottom of the page. So it's I didn't that turn see and it. page thing. Yeah, that threw me off. That turning pages is complicated. It's okay. You don't deal with that. With that, I just scroll. I'm scrolling. You're the I'm scroll. I'm a, I'm a scroll one monster. finger kind of guy. Okay. Scroll. I get a better look at one glance, but you Boom. don't have to turn the page. Well, I have no idea what we're talking about. Let's get get on with it. All right, First Corinthians chapter six. I'm a New Living. You're a New King James. Ne- new King James. All right, yes. I'll get you started. I send to you, Pastor Dan. Read, sir. Dare any of you, having a matter against another, go to law before the unrighteous and not before the saints? Do you not know that the saints will judge the world? And if the world will be judged by you, are you unworthy to judge the smallest matters? Do you not know that we shall all judge angels? How much more things that pertain to this life? If then you have judgments concerning things pertaining to this life, do you appoint those who are least esteemed by the church to judge? I say this to your shame. It is so that there is not a wise man among you, not even one who will be able to judge between his brothers. But brother goes to law against brother, and that before unbelievers. Now, therefore, it is already an utter failure failure for you that you go to law against one another. Why do you not rather accept wrong? Why do you not rather let yourselves be cheated? No, you yourselves do wrong and cheat. And you do these things to your brethren. Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor homosexuals, nor sodomites, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkard, nor revilers, nor extortioners will inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you, but you were washed. But you were sanctified, but you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus by the Spirit of God. All right, verse 12, you say, I'm, I'm allowed to do anything, but not everything is good for you. And even though I am allowed to do anything, I must not become a slave to anything. You say, food was made for the stomach and the stomach for food. This is true, though someday God will do away with both of them. But you can't say that your bodies were made for sexual immorality. They were made for the Lord, and the Lord cares about our bodies. And God will raise us from the dead by his power, just as he raised our Lord from the dead. Don't you realize that your bodies are actually parts of Christ? Should a man take his body, which is part of Christ, and join it to a prostitute? Never. And don't you realize that if a man joins himself to a prostitute, he becomes one body with her? For the scripture says the two are united into one. But the person who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. Run from sexual sin. No other sin so clearly affects the body as this one does. For sexual immorality is a sin against your own body. Don't you realize that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you and was given to you by God? You do not belong to yourself. For God bought you with a high price, so you must honor God with your body. Amen. Amen. A little bit different uh, take on that. In verses 12 and 13, when you read it, yeah. It, uh, you started out with like you say or you said. Yeah, you say. Yeah, huh. Interesting. Cuz mine doesn't say that. He just says it. Yeah. He doesn't use it like he's quoting them. Yeah. In in the in the chapter here, I'd have to study that a little bit more to see whether or not it's uh it's mm, him saying it or yeah. him quoting them saying it. I've always taken verse 12 for sure as him saying all things are lawful for me is how mine reads. But all things are not helpful. Yeah. Um, and basically, I think he's saying, look, I can do anything I want. Yeah. But doing anything, 
out there just because it's available doesn't mean it's good for you. Yeah. You know, there's a you can eat any way you want. Yeah. But uh, and you in in a lot of ways you wouldn't be sinning. Yeah. But it could be not good for you to eat any way you want. I mean, we've seen all sorts of things. What was that one where that guy ate it? I'm not picking on McDonald's people, but he ate at McDonald's only for like. Supersize? Yeah, that supersized me. That's it. And uh, he ended up having some problems, gained 20 pounds, da-da-da-da-da. Just, now, did he do anything illegal? No. Did he do anything, you know, wrong in the sense of morally? No. But was it helpful? No, it wasn't helpful. And so as a, I think the main thing that this chapter is saying that we need to get on the table is, well, there's a lot of main things, but one of the things it's saying is, that when you commit a sin that doesn't make you a sinner any more than when a sinner does something right, it makes him righteous. And so he's saying, look, you can do anything and not lose being a believer, being a saint, being a follower of Christ, but what you're doing and what you're choosing is very destructive uh, to your life and maybe to those around you. Yeah. Um, especially when you start getting into sexual sin, because sexual sin has such a devastating effect on not only you, but on the people around you. Many people would say just the, the difference. It's, it's almost like, uh, Hollywood presents sexual sin is like eating a sandwich. You eat a sandwich and nobody knows you ate a sandwich, you know, uh, an hour later. And, and it kind of is presented that way, with the in the sexual arena too, you can cheat, you can do this, you can do that. Nobody knows what happens an hour later. You look just like you did before, but it, that's a pagan view. That's not a godly view. Here, Scripture says that uh, it's not as invisible as you think. Wow. He that is uh, joined to harlot becomes one with her, and that word "one" there is a pretty freaky word. It means single to the exclusion of others. So you join yourself to someone that maybe you didn't intend yourself to be joined to in in such a permanent sense. And the the sad part is when you when you end up, you know, uh having all these other people in your life through sexual contact, it can really affect your life in, in some negative ways. <clears throat> yeah, I think uh, I think most people that you would talk to um about their experiences that way would uh would have some sense of yeah, that did some that did some damage. That did some damage. That got me some baggage. You know, you start picking up some stuff along the way. Yeah. And um you in the moment, you know, sin's sin's fun for a season, scripture says, you know. And it seems it seems so insignificant until you start carrying the weight of that stuff um for years and for, you know, the memories, the all the stuff the enemy wants to use to, you know, continue to condemn you or continue to throw back in your face along those along those lines is um is just so damaging. And uh if you could be innocent, I, I said this many times in youth ministry that, you know, innocence is better than experience. Like, think about the opportunity to, to walk intimate with Christ with innocence, you know, and just childlike faith and just the simple things of being innocent before God. Um, it's so much better. And, you know, not that experience in, in a lot of arenas is a bad thing, but innocence is better. <laughs> like, just a simple, I can do this with Christ. I can walk with God. And um, you have a choice in the matter. And um, I think it's just a great reminder here that, you know, your choices do have impact, and they have impact bigger than sometimes what we see in the natural. Yeah, one of the problems in this area is we're in a hurry when we're young, and I get it. Yeah. I understand being in a hurry, but take my example. 
I've had uh, quite a bit of sexual experience in 43 years of marriage. Sure. So innocence is better yeah. because you are going to get experience. Yeah. You know, you're going to have, yeah. you know, tons of experience in, in that arena, amazingly enough. And I don't mean to be callous about it, but it's true. You're, you're going to get all the experience you need yeah. in that area. Yeah. Uh, but going into it with innocence is so much uh, more highly valuable yeah. than than having a little experience in that area because you've got years to get experience. Yeah. And uh, that by the grace of God. The other thing that we see here um, is verse 18, the way he says it. And I know you have a lot of background in this area with the young people uh, too, Brian. It says flee sexual immorality. Yeah. And uh, it doesn't say resist it. Yeah. Now, it says resist the devil. Now, why would we resist the devil but flee Sexual immorality. Well, the devil is basically always here in one sense of the word. I mean, he's not omnipotent and, you know, he's not everywhere, but temptation in the sense of Satan and his power on this earth are always there. So you can't, where would you run? To get away from the devil. Yeah. You know, it's basically it can affect your thought life. So you can't outrun him in that sense. So what do you have to do? You have to build up a, a resistance to him. You have to constantly take captive thoughts and do all that. Now, I'm not saying you don't do that with sexual issues, but the advice here is run. You can, in many cases, get yourself away from a sexual temptation. Yeah. Run, flee. Joseph is a great example yeah. in the Bible. Yeah. Go on to share what yeah, he so, did. So, you know, Potiphar's wife, uh, you know, basically said, come in me, like, or something along those lines, pretty pretty intense. And uh, he chose to run and left his cloak. Like, he just took off, and if it meant he had to run out of there naked, he was going to run out of there naked, you know? Um and I think uh, I think the balance of of going, you know, we should run. There are times where you can't run, like in the sem- in the sense of yep. you're driving down the road and there's stuff in, in your face. It's not like you're going to like yank the steering wheel and go hard left and <laughs> run from that, right? Like that's I think where you avoid temptation and you do that and you set boundaries in your life. So you you know, but when faced with the you know the is screaming at you in your face, it, you need to run. You need to get out of there. You need to flee. You need to not play with it. It'll it will grab you by the throat and it, it will kill you. The, the sin will kill you. You know, like it will destroy your life. And so this is one area that really you need to be intentional about going, I'm gonna set boundaries, I'm gonna be careful, but yet when I need to, I gotta get out of here. Yes. And you're gonna know when you need to run. Yes, like you absolutely. need to run. Like, you know, I think that uh if we take this a bit more seriously, I think people would even consider where they work. Yeah. Over this, I think they would consider the sort of, uh, you know, relationships life put them in. Oh, sure. You know, oh, yeah, we're just going to go out and have dinner with the guys from work, you know, or the gals from work, or we're just going to do this, we're just going to do that. And a lot of times that's just beginning to go down a road that can be pretty dangerous. And and no, no physical affair started physical. Yeah. It almost, I mean, without exception, it starts emotional. There's this attraction. There's this connection. There's this thing working. And you've got to learn to deal with that, resist that before it becomes a sexual temptation. Resist that. And the other thing about sexual temptation is the process, sex sex was never meant to be stopped. You are meant to be married and in and, and, you know, you can go through all the process of flirting and, and touching and kissing and then into the the actual sex act. I know we're being pretty blunt here, but it's important in marriage. And it's never meant to stop. 
All this thing about I'm going to go this far and draw a line, yeah. that's a very, very, that's a fool's errand. I yeah. think somebody once called that. Well, yeah, it's a slippery <clears throat> slope. You start sliding down the slope, how are you going to stop that train, you know? Because um, it, it was never meant to be stopped. No. And I, I think the reminder here in 19, it says, you do not belong to yourself, for God mm, bought you with a high price. Good. We're going to honor God. It says, my, the version here, New, New Living, I'm reading, it says, you must honor God with your body. You know, if you want the, you want God's best, it starts with an honoring. It, it, it starts with going, you know what, God, I'm going to I'm going to be set apart. I'm going to belong to you more than I belong to the, the desires of my flesh, you know, and uh, the long list up here of, of, of sin, like labels almost, you know, oh many of those are you've given yourself to that behavior. Like you're, you're choosing not to any longer honor God. You're choosing to actually put this label on as this is what I, this is who I am. And these are, these are things versus, you know, you stumble, you, you fall. It's one thing, but it's a whole other thing to take on a label. And God's, you know, the reminder here is, man, let's honor God. Let, let's be reminded that we're living a life that our body should honor God, every part of it. You know, from from top to bottom, from front to back, we should honor God in all that we do and all that we say. And that means that some of that flirting and some of those things you're commenting on, even in social media world, and some of the things that you're liking and your your thumb up and, and your heart and, and your all these things and all the platforms, um, I, I would challenge you, honor God with that. And uh, don't let that be an area where you just kind of check out from honoring God. These things are These things are challenging and um, I don't know. My personality is give me a challenge. I I'll, I'll, I want a challenge. I don't want to, uh, you know, be soft pedaled. I want someone to tell me the truth and, you know, and we'll run with it. And so I think we're hearing the truth in this chapter and um, even the front end of it about the lawsuit stuff. It's truth. Like this, this is the word of God. Yeah, and uh, there's some challenging stuff here. This lawsuit stuff, what do you, what's your kind of take on that, Pastor Brian, as you read about that part? Well, I, I think that uh, the thought that the world's watching and that we're going to the world to solve our disputes, um, you know, we, the scripture is clear that, you know, they will know us by our love. And if we as believers can't get along and we as believers are going to the world out there to solve our, our issues that we could, should be able to walk in love. And, you know, it says, uh, it says something like, uh, isn't it, wouldn't it be better if uh, you just accept the injustice and leave it at that? Like, that's hard. Like that, yeah. that feels, that <laughs> feels like, dude, seriously, I just got to get walked on. I just got to, I got to lay down and get trampled on. I don't think it's saying that, but I do think it's saying it's better to actually let to surrender than it is to go and fight and let the world watch us be, be fools at times, you know? Well, I, I, I'm absolutely sure that's what's saying. I've had the opportunity twice to uh, respond in a situation where I was uh, cheated and uh, yeah. treated unfairly. And you know what? I don't, I don't feel like I lost yeah. when yeah. I, when I took that, when I made that choice, Yeah, I didn't feel, uh, I, I'm not saying I never had a feeling of self-righteous, look at me, I'm so good, you sure. know, boy, I did the right thing, I'm I'm the better guy. I, I won't say that that thought never crossed my mind. It might have crossed my mind some. But what I ended up feeling is this sense of gratitude that God's got me. Yeah. That that I did the right thing, and the right thing is worth more than what that would have gotten me by fighting for something. Yeah. One of them was low. It was like a about a three thousand dollar issue, yeah. and uh, it it Which was is, that's still a lot of money. <clears throat> well, no, yeah, thing. it was, but it's not life changing money. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's not life changing uh, cash. It's a uh, it's you know be a great month. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to have yeah. an extra, yeah, you know, sure. it might be a good year to have yeah. an extra three thousand dollars, but it wasn't life changing. And you know, my it, it was somebody I really loved and really cared about. Yeah, um, and it was easy for Carolyn and I to. To just say, you know, nah, we're not going to fight for yeah. that. We, you know, we love them too much, and they're hurting too much right now, and they're lashing out out of their hurt, and they're and they're actually we what we realized is they were afraid. Yeah, 
And because they were afraid financially, they were grasping at whatever they could get a hold of financially. And we just felt this overwhelming sense of gratitude that God was our source and that financially we were going to be fine because God had had us in his hand. The other one was, it wasn't generational money by any means, but it was, you know, it was big money and uh, it still worked out the same way that I felt like God just having this overall sense of choosing the right thing in that situation was better than having the money that would have come out of the situation. It it just was right. And the rightness of it uh, was super valuable and it's more valuable. A clear conscience is more valuable than money. Yeah, I agree. And, uh, you know, having peace about that kind of stuff is more valuable than money. I think that that be that should be the thing we wrestle more for is for peace that we should fight for peace and let mm. let peace be the umpire of our heart and you know defining what a win is you know like what what really is a win if you're going to court you know like is a oh, win is a win point. in getting what you wanted or is a win honoring God and um, this chapter ends again with honor God with your whole body and so that that looks like your possessions even and your stuff and you know are you afraid of your um, you know your image maybe are you afraid of what it might say about you like because somebody it's not always a purely a financial thing it could be like a it could be a custody battle it could be a Ugh. there's a lot of things out there that could get very volatile and be very intense and say a lot of things about you when you're accused of something and this and that and these are hard things to walk through but you know what defines you does Christ's word define you or does that other person's word define you? And what, what is the, you know, when we get to the core root of the problems in many of these areas, um, they really can't even be settled in a courtroom. Like, you know, yeah. at the end of the day, you know, it, it's great because you get a little bit more time with your child, which I, I don't want to minimize the, you know, the custody battles and all that. Those are big deals. They are. But at the end of the day, is that really solving the equation? Uh, I think God's going to still have to do an incredible work in that child and in you and in your marriage and, you know, or what was your marriage and all of those things. There's just a lot more to be done than what could be answered in a courtroom. Yeah, I will say this. we got to make it clear that this is Christians going to court against Christians in front of unbelievers. And Paul went to court. Paul appealed unto Caesar. He said, I want to go stand in front of the highest court in the land. Um, It is not, uh, I believe, court system, justice system is actually a God-ordained part of our government. And so this is not saying you'd never go to court ever. This is not saying you'd never be a witness You know, in a court case, this is not saying anything anywhere near here. What this is saying is when you are uh, attacking your brothers and sisters in Christ and trying to gain an advantage over them through the court system, and that is messy and ugly, and then what happens to your witness, and, you know, what happens to the—when I say witness, what happens—what does the world begin to think about you as a Christian— I begin to think very poorly of you as a as a Christian. Yeah, and, and the goal the goal is that the world would see the goodness of God, mm. and it's the goodness of God that would lead men to repentance. Scripture says, and so I, I would I would just want to I would want to err there. I'd want to err on seeing the goodness of God and um, the stories that you tell about you know financial you know forgiveness and things that way. That is showing off the goodness of God. That's showing off that God is your source and not the thing, right? The stuff, and so. Um, let's be let's be particular about showing showing off the goodness of who God is and what He can do for somebody. Absolutely, you know the other thing about that is in the one situation, I'm a hundred percent sure that the person thought they were right. Yeah, and it would have been really messy yeah. if we would have fought it. Yeah, because they would have been shocked. Sure, 
that oh what are you are you serious you know that 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 of course that money is mine and so you know i just didn't want to do it to them the cool part about that person is that person that that happened with i ended up leading to the lord wow. about 4 or 5 years later that's cool and so you think about that and look back at that and go oh you had a plan jesus yeah you know, was their life, uh, I mean, would, I, could God have saved them without my testimony? Absolutely, without a shadow of a doubt. But I got to partake in it wow. because I think we, Carol and I made the right choice th- that day and we ended up really blessed. Hey, we're going to take a break. We'll be back in just a minute. You are listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center, Merritt Island, Vieira, and Coco. Need a fence professionally done the first time? Hercules and Atlas Fence, owned and operated by Mike Green, has been certified since 1960. No job is too small or too big. Hercules and Atlas Fence, 321-258-9853. Or visit us online at ineedafencenow.com. For over 30 years, CB Plumbing has been a family-owned and operated business that is dedicated and proud to serve the Brevard County community. CB Plumbing covers both drain and sewer line cleaning for commercial and residential. CB Plumbing, for all your plumbing needs. 321-783-6000. That's 321-783-6000. Customer satisfaction is their guarantee. For 30 years, Cabern Air Conditioning has proudly served the Space Coast area. Honest, professional, and reliable, and customer satisfaction is their top priority. Whether it's repairs, maintenance, or it's time to upgrade your old system, Cabern Air will take care of it. 321-784-0127. That's 321-784-0127. Or visit them online at cabern.com. Hi everyone, Kevin Barfield here with Barfield Contracting and Associates. We are a fully licensed and insured roofing and building contractor. We're located in Cocoa Village, but we service all of Brevard County and surrounding communities. We also offer many discounts, military, senior. As always, we offer free estimates and we appreciate every opportunity that we're given. We're at 454-4531. That's 454-4531. Barfield Contracting, treating you like family. God bless you. The Mezzanine Church for Young Adults. Pursuing the presence of God both locally and globally, The Mezzanine meets at East Coast Christian Center every Sunday night at 7 p.m. Call 321-452-1060, extension 133, for more information. That's 452-1060, or visit mz9.org. Welcome back to the show. This is Morning Breath. Well, everybody, you know, there's, there is an interesting line in here, I thought. When you read about, uh, uh, when he says in verse 9, Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Uh, do not be deceived, neither. And then he goes through a list. Fornicators, yeah. idolaters, adulterers, homosexuals, sodomites, thieves, covetous, drunkards, revilers, extortioners. We'll inherit the king of God. And there's a lot of those things in there that we would say, well, I'm not any of those. I'm certainly not that. But it uses this word reviler. 
And the word revile actually means one who denounces another with abusive language. Yeah. And you know what? I think that we might fall in that category in our lives more often than we think we do. And whenever there's a list in Scripture, I almost think God always has them throw something yeah. in there that's not quite as what we would consider as high or as big or as wrong or any of those things as some of the other things, but is a little bit more like, hey, be careful. Yeah. None of us are in a position to... Uh, you know, just say, oh, I've got no problems. You know what? God doesn't want you to have these things going on in your life, and he wants to set you free from this. Now, if you know Christ, you are free, yeah. and you are a saint, but don't let sin drag you down in your believing. It's good stuff. Thank you for listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center. We hope to see you at one of our locations this weekend. For additional information, such as service times, events, and more, please visit us at eccc.us. Thanks, and we hope you have a blessed day.